Today is September 1st, 2020. You're listening to the Mass Pre-Med Podcast. Hey guys, my name is Rosie. I am your Mass Pre-Med Podcast host. I'm a non-traditional pre-med student with nine years experience working in healthcare and over a decade experience being a college student. I'm here to provide you with advice and tips to help you get through your undergrad years successfully so that hopefully we can both be physicians and colleagues in medicine. If you ever have any questions or have any topics you would like for me to discuss, please send them to mastpremed at gmail.com. That's M-A-S-K-E-D, premed, at gmail.com. Today's episode is called Not Good at Math, but really, this is about any subject you've ever thought this about. You might be thinking, I'm not good at chemistry or physics or statistics or whatever course. And you're wondering if this is going to stop you from becoming a physician. So I wanted to make this episode because it's extremely limiting to think this way. And it plants this seed in your mind where you either end up believing that you're inherently incapable of learning the material, or you'll eventually convince yourself that you're just not smart enough to be a doctor or maybe just to even finish college. If you start something with a belief that you can't do it, then more than likely you won't be able to do it. And I'm not blaming you for having this initial thought. I think a lot of us have it. Um, it, it might be, you know, due to like low self-esteem or maybe it's the way you grew up, but as an adult now you have the ability to reflect and dissect through these kinds of thought processes. And I want to self-disclose a little bit about my childhood. And I did grow up in a family system where I was treated as the not smart child. (laughs) So in my family, it was just my mom, me and my sister, and she's two years older than me. And I remember on many occasions when my mom would be consoling me, you know, after failing a math test or a chemistry test, and she'd be like, it's okay. You know, you're, you're just not, you're not book smart. You're like, you're street smart. You know, you have common sense. You're creative. Now I kind of understand she was just trying to make me feel better, (laughs) but really at the time, uh, to my undifferentiated child brain, what I really heard was, you're not smart. Your sister's smart, but you're not smart. And I really believed it. I really thought this was the case. So when I went to college, I remember, you know, looking at options, different majors, and I knew that whatever I picked had to be for a bachelor's of arts. Because if I struggled so much with math in high school, then what are the chances I'll be able to pass chemistry, physics, etc. But the thought was always in my head. I felt like still the dumb little sister when I went off to college and I spent a lot of time doubting myself. And with that small amount of faith in myself and mixing that with some other personal issues that I had going on at the time, I stopped showing up, I stopped trying, and I failed out of college. And if you would have told me that day that that I knew that I was getting my academic dismissal, if you would have told me that day that in 10 years, I would be back at that same institution getting A's in classes like organic chemistry and calculus, 
I would have thought you were insane. <laughs> I mean, I, th I would have thought you were insane mostly because you were telling me that you were a time traveler. But also, I just wouldn't have really believed that that, that would ever happen. But that is exactly what did happen. And it took a lot for that to happen, really. I, I had to really get to know myself, build up my confidence, because the intelligence was always there. My journey of self-discovery took me joining the Air Force at the age of 24 and being thrust into leadership pretty much right off the bat, being like the oldest person in my basic training flight. And even in tech school and in my first base, Amongst the airmen, people kind of would look up to me because I was a little bit older. And it really helped me to build up my confidence. Peer-to-peer -peer mentorship is something I, I cannot recommend enough. If you have the ability to mentor high school students or even if it's just peer-to-peer -peer mentorship in college where you're kind of cheerleading each other on, do it. Because it really helps you to learn about yourself and help other people. And that intelligence, you know, you have it too, even if you haven't discovered it exactly yet. Nobody is bad at math. Unless you have a learning disability or a cognitive disability, you're not inherently bad at these topics. You're just not educated in them yet or practiced in them. And that leaves an opportunity, a chance for growth. I, for example, I have dyscalculia. It's very frustrating learning new math concepts and integrating them with older math concepts. And it requires definitely extra effort on my behalf, but it's not impossible. So if you've ever said, I'm bad at fill in the blank, the first thing you need to do is change your language. Maybe say, I'm not practiced in stoichiometry. Or, I haven't quite mastered substitution reactions. Because if you set out with the mindset of improvement, that's what you'll do. And when you fail an exam in a college class, you're not alone. The smartest people, the people with the highest IQs, everybody fails a test. At least once. <laughs> Don't look at it as some sort of confirmation that you're bad at something or just not smart enough. Really look at it as an opportunity for improvement. If you studied for two hours and went to one tutoring session for the exam, for the next one, study for four hours. Go to two tutoring sessions. Find that sweet spot that works for you. And that might mean you have to just learn to turn off your TV or learn to put your cell phone in the other room. You've got to really find what works for you because these challenging courses are really a great way for us to develop a good studying system for medical school. They're not obstacles. It's, it's an opportunity. And if you're looking for a little bit of extra advice, I would definitely recommend meeting with your professor about it. Tell them how you prepared for the exam. Be honest. Say, I did this many practice problems. I wrote notes. I did X, Y, and Z and I am not satisfied with this grade, what do you recommend? You will not be the first person to ask them that. They've probably answered that question a hundred times in that semester. <laughs> so, I mean, really the takeaway is 
you're not bad at this stuff, okay? You're not bad at math. You're not bad at chemistry, physics, genetics, etc. You're a student and you're learning. And as long as you open your mind to the possibilities of improving, then you're going to do great. Well, that's about all we have time for this week on the Mass Pre-Med Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and stay safe. We'll see you next week. That's my dog shaking it. (laughs) 